whether or not you are ready to take whatever your next big step is, whether Mm -hmm. that is defining the relationship, moving in together, like taking a long trip over a weekend, meeting family, family, like all those things. Like you have to literally Mm -hmm. evaluate yourself and determine like what you personally are ready for. Yeah. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. My name's Hannah. I am the one that is all about commitment. And I'm Emily, and I am absolutely terrified of commitment. And welcome to our podcast. (laughs) So, I think that we are cursed, you and I, because... I, too, had a stalker this week, and I I don't get... What is in the air right now? Like, what is going on? I don't understand this. I don't know why this is happening to us. Honestly, like, I get it. I'm hot, but, I mean, to warrant a stalker, let alone from a Capricorn on top of that? What can I say? Love Capricorn (laughs) men, but maybe not this one. I do not, ma'am. I do not like Capricorn men. Like, this man was... He doesn't even deserve a nickname because he was so creepy, but, like, he's the definition of a Capricorn, and I'm not talking, like, Jesus Capricorn. I'm talking about, like, just badness, just evilness, just not good intentions through and through. Homeboy. So, to be completely honest, I love my mother. We know this. Uh, She's an adoring fan. We love her. But... Miss Teresa needs to stop telling people about me that I don't know uh, because she, bless her soul, like a true mother, was a fan, told another mother that I, you know, those um, art school that I went to and how she was so proud of me and everything. And this other mom was like, oh, my God, my son just got accepted into that same art school. Like, we're so thrilled. And I'm sure he can come by and, like, talk to her sometime and, like, get some advice. My mom's like, totally. Like, she's a delight to talk to, as everyone knows. And so, like, a month later, this boy comes by to talk to me and stayed at my place of work trying to talk to me for two hours. Two hours. 180 so minutes. There, did, did you say like, okay, well, like I got to get back to work. Any kind of like. Oh, baby hints. doll. Like there were so, <laughs> there were so many wrap ups. There were so many wrap ups. Like I gave him my number. I will be honest. I gave him my number like 15 minutes into this conversation because I thought like, you know, like, hey, like if you have any more questions about the school. Here's this. Bye bye. Like, no, thinking like. Bye-bye. There was like I'm. Th- there was other people around. I'm having other conversations with other people at this work, and he's just not getting like not getting the hint that oh I'm at her place of work. I probably should leave her the fuck alone. Excuse myself. Do anything other than annoy her. Um, and like, was it my fault? Like for enabling him? Like I wasn't like enabling anything. Like we talked about film, and like I didn't know how to like not in this conversation because he knew my mentor so I was like I, there's just a there's lot of commonalities and a lot of things. connections and yeah yeah and at the beginning it felt like pure just like networking kind of thing um but then he tried to mansplain astrology to me um so that's where like I was like okay like sir I don't need you to tell me anything about the fucking stars and the sky and like placements and how it makes like you're the definition of a fucking Capricorn at this very moment 
second of all, um, <laughs> he and then started like he like would say things like I don't mean this as like a come on, and I'm like yes you do, uh, like you were hitting on me. It's very obvious, and he would be like that's a conversation for another time. I'm like sir, like, what a, we're not going to have another. What time. other time are you this, referring this, to here? No, no man. This we're we're living the present right right now. Then that's it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, are you like that's so raven? Are you psychic or something? Because I don't know. I, are you you're seeing something I ain't seeing clearly? Uh, so like an hour into this conversation, I was like, why did I get this man my number? Why I'm like hating it. I'm like, can I like set it on fire or something? Like leave it, drop it. I don't know. And I was like, you know, hopefully he'll never. I'll never hear from him again. He comes into my work the next day when I'm not there looking for me with his mother, with his mother on top of that. His mother was with him. And she also apparently knew my other workplace and um, because my mom was so braggadocious about it. And um, like she didn't mean it in like a negative way. She meant it in like, um, like, oh, my daughter was able to maintain a job while also being in school this is where it was. And then she was like, maybe she's at her other place of work, insert business name there. And so now he knew where my second place of work and my mom had to step in and be like, she's at a photo shoot, ma'am. She's at a photo shoot. She's, she's not there. She's, she's at a photo shoot today. And they're like, wow, your daughter does so many things. And my mom's like, mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, I told her everything at the end of the day. Cause she texted me was like, he came into work again. And I was like, so what did we learn? Stranger danger. What did we learn? Danger, we learned that we don't adulthood. I'm telling you, exactly. stranger danger. Exactly, exactly. We learned that we don't tell people about Emily unless she has given her full consent about it. Yes, ma'am. So, and then he texted me on Wednesday asking me out on a date, and I was like, "Sir, no. Like this is like no." And I actually used. Our guest that we're having on next week, she is really good at coming up with text scripts. She went famous on TikTok for it. And I actually used one of her text scripts to reject this guy. And it went over smoothly. Like, it was so great. I mean, I'm so happy about it. So I'm going to tell you more about that next week and let you guys know that. So we're not giving away too much of who our guest is because we wanted to be a surprise. But, yeah, like, it was great. And then we also got... Uh, a mystery Bumble review from some guy named Jordan. Some dude left a review on our iTunes page. I'll let you guys check it out. But let me see. You sent it to me, and I was just like, the audacity of this man. But like, also, but also, like, I'm proud of you for leaving five stars in like a review. Thank you so much for leaving us five stars, Jordan. You the man. That is some dedication right there. Like coming off the app to the podcast. dating profile that you wouldn't know I had a podcast but okay um so Jordan says he has a question he has a question um five stars uh so I was lucky enough to see Emily on Bumble and obviously swiped right I mean I understand Jordan I I I, I get it I understand obviously you swiped right Uh, (laughs) but before that I found the podcast through Instagram and I wanted to listen as a fan already we love it we love fans However, I think it'd be weird if by some miracle, if Emily swiped right and wants to talk to me, yet I still feel like almost an invasion of privacy or something akin to that by listening to the podcast, right? Absolutely, Jordan, you are correct. I do not date guys who listen to my podcast. Thank you so much. That is so creepy. Like, 
the actor is aware that I talk about him on this podcast. He is n- he's only listened to one episode. One. He doesn't want to listen to anything else. And I love that. No other guy has listened to the podcast. I remember when I was dating a musician, the podcast was premiering and he wanted to listen. I was like, it's fine. You, you really don't have to. You, you really do not have to listen to the podcast uh, because it does feel like a journal sometimes. And like, I'd rather just tell you these stories up front, baby doll, instead of like you listening to this character. It's not really a character. This is actually who I am as a person. <laughs> This is very true. <laughs> I I did not find any Jordans. I found one Jordan on Bumble, and it wasn't him. I literally DM'd that dude. I was like, did you leave me a review on my podcast? And he's like, nah, but you have a podcast? I was like, oh, fuck, I opened the wrong door. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, I don't unmatch. <laughs> um, but uh, Jordan... I'm I'm here. I'm waiting to know who you are. If you knew my Instagram, why did you not just slide into my DMs? That's that's the real thing here. Um, but we but I don't we get love that. a five star review. So but we love a five star. I'm not so taking that. Thank I, you. You know, like still thank you. So appreciate <laughs> that. Um, quick little things that I want to talk about really quickly before we like jump into this episode. Uh, did you hear about the call her daddy deal? Yes, and. 60 million. Um, 60 million. I'm shook. Joe Rogan's Spotify deal was like 100 million. That doesn't shock me. I mean, like, Call Her Daddy was like number two in the country. But here's the thing like that I, I like, mm, it's, you're only on Spotify. Spotify has more control over your ads. You can't skip ads on Spotify. Yeah. And I think a lot of people... Like, especially, like, coming from, like, watching Joe Rogan's podcast, I feel like a lot of people have Mm -hmm. dipped since he signed with Spotify. But, I mean, it's $100 million and or $60 million. $60 fucking million. Like, that's how much Britney Spears' estate is. Speaking of Britney. (laughs) Segue. Um, But, like, before we get into that, though, like, yeah, I know that she was... Alex Cooper, like, was she was with Barstool, and I think that contract ended, and her and Dave Portnoy, like, they split it, like, they they parted ways, like, in a, on good terms, unlike Sophia Franklin, um, IMO, but yeah, with Spotify, I mean, I get why Spotify wants all these these oh, podcasters 100%. because then I have paid Spotify and I still get ads, but. I don't know if people like they think people more people are going to sign up for premium uh, or what, but I because the only podcasts that I listen to specifically on Spotify are certain podcast original podcasts that are yeah. only on Spotify, and they're they're like a dime a dozen because they're all true crime, and most of them are also on Apple Music um, or Apple subscription. I have Spotify, but I listen to most of my podcasts on Apple Podcasts. I like their platform better than Spotify's uh-huh. for podcasts. Well, like, also, Spot- if you listen to podcasts on Spotify, it messes up, like, your year wrap-up. Oh. Because I did that little thing that, that happened a couple months ago, like the mid-year wrap-up thing, and it said one of my favorite genres was true crime. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm not listening to true crime listening music. listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> can we not like can we do like i'm sorry there should like if i listen to it in private session it should not be accounted for or like um, they should just do like my a wrap podcast up. wrap up and then a music like it should be yeah. like based on top like category i guess yeah 
I didn't like that the that kind of stuff. Not that that really yeah, matters. Not that I'm, knock, not that I'm knocking day. Spotify by any means. I love Spotify. It's the only place I listen to music. As a musician, you we as well, as a musician, you love Spotify. As a podcast, we love Spotify. Oh, we love yeah, our Spotify 100%. listeners. And I know a lot of people followers. like it's just easier because they're already on Spotify and they're already on their playlist. Yeah, and they absolutely. Have everything. And Android right, users, right? Because I don't use because I don't use yeah, Apple so, Music at all. So. The literally yeah. the only and it, the only reason I use Apple Podcasts is because it's a completely different app on my phone. Like I'm just literally going into yes. the podcast app. I don't go to Apple Music and do all that nonsense. But well, it's only it's purely for podcasts, right? Right. Too. So it's just a different. I don't know. In my I've always just been used to that. Uh, so that's why it's in my head. But speaking of Britney, free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Oh my God. Hashtag free Britney. Like. This poor girl has an IUD in her arm. She, she can't get taken out. Like, she cannot get that thing taken out. And, like, could you imagine, like, wanting to have a family? Wanting to get married and wanting to have a family. And, like, your father's like, nah, no, nah, bitch, you have to work for me. Like, it's, I have a friend who she went to, remember when the X Factor was in Greensboro? Mm-hmm. For auditions and Britney was on it and everything. She was there and she was sitting behind Britney Spears. Like there's some gifts of Britney's reaction to certain things that like have gone viral that this girl was in the background of. And she was like, Yeah, I like I met Britney that day. She was so just nice and like considerate and like just like you would never know that's fucking Britney Spears like talking to me. Like she's just like so sweet. And just the thing that she was in this conservatorship at that time being forced to like slave away and like do all this work that she like loved but like you know the meaning and like the integrity behind it was just not right and I just it's so hard to watch like one of like I adored Britney growing up she's like one of my idols oh, yeah and I still love her and just to see this go on in court and to hear her testimony was so heartbreaking and I mean I, I'm, I'm speechless and I just, I, I, I want to punch the father. I want to punch her sister. I already had beef with Jamie Lynn Spears because that bitch got pregnant and it's Zoe 101, my fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, so I already got beef with this bitch and now she's doing this to Britney. Fuck no. I have it out for Jamie Lynn Spears. I have it out for her officially, her father too. And now I think her mom's like trying to get back and like trying to help her out and everything. I pray to God, but it just breaks my heart. Yeah, it's it it's really does a hot mess, and I just yeah, I didn't listen to the whole testimony because I was on vacation. I didn't listen to I didn't listen but to the I whole saw, thing like, either. Bits it, and pieces like like on Instagram and stuff, and I was just like, mm-hmm. what in the world? I mean, I could kind of tell when she would do her Instagram videos that obviously she's not okay. Like she was yeah not putting on a show, but like trying to I assume give us all hope that everything was okay. But well, like you know, like how how high pitched she talks, like in some of those videos, like her like baby voice that she talks yeah. in. Yeah, have you actually listened to the testimony? Like it's, the audio is it version? more her like normal verse voice? It's her like it's a deep southern voice. It's like this level of talking, and she has a slight like southern twang to it. And yeah, it's like so like who is monitoring her Instagram and and like making her do videos like that? Like she's like it's this whole like infantilization of her whole career i mean from down from like the baby one more time music video where she's dressed as a catholic school girl to then 
she dates Justin Timberlake and Justin Timberlake's out here, which again, fuck Justin Timberlake. I feel like I have to say that every episode. I hate this man. Um, out here, like, telling everybody, yeah, I fucked Britney Spears, I took her virginity, all this stuff. And it's just like, and seeing, like, the documentary, which if you have never seen Framing Britney Spears' documentary, please go watch it. Oh, my God. I still it's haven't watched it. I need to watch this. It's on Hulu. It's really good. The paparazzi, it's in the interview. They want sympathy. The lawyers in it want sympathy. And I'm like, no, fuck you guys. You guys are atrocious. And to see Justin Timberlake be like, come out this past week and be like, you know, like I sympathize with Britney. I'm like, fuck you. You had like a first hand, like in this whole treatment of like just how poorly she has been treated and how much of this, like, why would, like, just the idea of like how much of her personal sex life and all that stuff was put out into the public. And it's just like, you would never do this to anybody else. But the fact that she is so famous, you feel like it's free reign. It just disturbs me. Oh, and I like, like even the fact that like she had to, she had to straight up in like, say I have an IUD in my arm that I don't want. Like th- that's none of our business. But the fact that she, no. she has to like, communicate about these things to like explain how bad it actually is is just completely ridiculous it's It's terrible yeah it's so heartbreaking so this is a free britney spears platform um podcast and i really think that we should have all listened to the dude who cried leave britney alone a long time ago we owe all we owe him a huge apology we should have all listened to him because honestly like this is just a girl who just liked dancing and singing and it's turned into something I think much bigger than who she was and she just couldn't control it. And people, I think, I think it's one of those things too where like she was just so young and people saw somebody who was, they could manipulate and take advantage of and it just is something that's gone way too far and it breaks my heart every day. And I hope that one day, like honestly, if, if this all gets out and she's over it, she gets out of it. If she never wants to release music again, by all means, she deserves the most private life that she can have. Like I would be like, I would love to hear any music from her, but if she never wants to release another song again, understandable. Like you deserve it. You, after everything you've been through, you deserve to like live in some random cabin in the woods and never have to talk to anybody else ever again. Like with your husband and your babies, do you, that's what you deserve. Yep. Yep. So, this just went, you know, like got really deep really quickly, but um, <laughs> it's okay. That's what we do here. There were so many topics I wanted to cover I know. before we I got know. into this episode, but it's because I feel like so much has happened. There's been a lot, but <laughs> captivations though. What did what did, what are you captivated by this week, baby? Uh, Doja Cat's album. Randomly, uh, randomly on TikTok, there was the song that she did featuring Ari. Um, oh my god I was just gonna tell you about that love it I was I haven't like truly listened to the lyrics I literally was like listening to it while I was blasting it's just while vibes. I was literally blasting AC <laughs> on me because it was like 500 degrees outside today <laughs> like I don't even know what was happening my car was 94 degrees and I was like wow this is oh, this yeah. is North Carolina not Florida and I'm very confused um you brought it back with you well it was it felt better in Florida than it does here oh damn there's a okay. lot of wind there was that Claudette <laughs> oh, wind. We, were, we were on the tail like we we just missed Claudette. Claudette was making its way everywhere else but mm. us. But um yeah so every time I hear Claudette, have you seen the SNL skit with John Mulaney where he turns the diner into Les Mis? No. If you have it, I'm gonna leave in the show notes. Everybody should do it, but they're like they you know there's like 
Cosette. Yeah. That's in yeah. Les Mis. They do not well, like, call her Claudette. So the, the whole thing is like Pete Davidson wants to order a lobster at a diner and John Mulaney makes a whole musical number out of it. And it's this lobster coming out of the back in a tank and it's Jean Valjean as a lobster. And then this baby lobster comes out, which is Kate McKinnon. And she's like, Papa, I'll go in your place. And he's like, no, Claudette. Because <laughs> Claudette, <laughs> like claws. I can't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's all I think about. Every time you say, every time I hear Claudette, I just think, no, Claudette. Don't do it. <laughs> and they sing, they sing Castle in the Sky. <laughs> like this. Oh, my God. That's gold. Truly gold. <laughs> I'll just send it to yes. you and put in the show yes. notes for y'all to know what I'm talking oh about. My gosh. But if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's probably the best skit SNL's ever done. That's too funny. But yeah, so then, so I, w- I listened to that one and then I started listening to others and I was like, wow, this whole album is literally a vibe. So that's definitely yes. the captivation is Doja Cat. So yeah, I think the one that she did with Ari is called I Don't Do Drugs. Yeah, I think that's what it Something is. Something like that, which is really random. Um, yeah. I hope you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> Oh, my captivation this week. It's not something that I own. Okay. It's something that I want desperately, which is white cowgirl boots. I never in a million years thought I would hear that come (laughs) out of your mouth. Are you joking me? I have three pair of cowgirl boots in my parents' house. Are they white? But are they white? Light brown and dark brown. They're not white. I want white. Okay. I want white specifically because I saw this one girl on TikTok. cannot even tell you what the fucking username was she had a white poplin dress on like baby doll dress and then had white uh cowgirl boots and i've seen other girls like styling other dresses with white cowgirl boots even shorts with white cowgirl boots and i'm like okay you've sold me like i i don't want to buy anything expensive because i feel like it's kind of trendy i was gonna say don't go for the boots like i did that were like hundreds of dollars (laughs) no like i'm thinking amazon uh i'm thinking a dsw I'm thinking Zappos. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lulu's. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to be scouring those this weekend. But if you know any deals, I might even go to Goodwill or like um, some thrift shops True. to see like if they have any. Uh, but yeah, any brides out there, any country brides who had old white cowgirl boots oh, like, that don't want them should, anymore. You should post on Facebook Marketplace and be like, yo, I'm looking for some white cowgirl, cowgirl boots. <laughs> Honestly, you can. I There's probably a bride. The South. There's there. 100% yeah. a bride. Who has white cargo boots, but I just think it's a vibe. I think it's a vibe. I've always honestly loved Western attire. I like fringe. I like some of the detailing on pocket shirts that are very Western. I love um, cowboy hats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have a Gigi Pip hat that's very cowboy-esque, but it's not cowboy cowboy. And I like, there's a pair of free people. Yes. There's a pair of free people uh, ankle boots that have Western deep. They, they look like black ankle boots, but they have a little bit of Western detailing on it. And I love those. I don't like, I just don't like straight up like country. That's what I don't like. I like Western, not country redneck. There's a difference. Yes. Yes. All of my cowboy boots that I do have, I'm hoping one day I will use when I have a horse. So Yes. We're, like when I say we're like manifesting Western, that. We're manifesting me having a horse. <laughs> we know Blaine's going to get you a horse. It's, it's fine. And yeah, so that he can get himself like a goat, a squirrel, a cat, yes. a cow. I, like okay, all the not things. a squirrel. He, not a squirrel. He literally, um, he literally wants a squirrel. Um, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> Rabies. No, I'm no, not sir. trying to die. No, sir. 
No, sir. Um, the goat I support. Oh, we're definitely I support having goats. That. There are goats down the road from my parents' house. They have goats, baby goats, cows, baby cows, horses. I'm like, that is going to be me. Beside their okay, be- oh, McDonald. Beside, no, no, no. Beside their beautiful white brick with black Ranch accent. Style house it's immaculate i'm like it's like a ranch style no it's not even ranch it's like a very nice house and mm-hmm. it and i'm just like this is literally picture perfect what i want i'm gonna take a picture of that house <laughs> and go rebuild it and just <laughs> <laughs> copy paste i'm literally Thank gonna so show much. the contractor and be like okay this is what i want it to look like and then we're gonna make it different <laughs> me with dreamers welcome like i want to buy a victorian house paint it out the outside all black like i want a gothic looking victorian house and then the inside whites like bright colors oh, so like, like we're a- the opposite i want white on yeah. the outside with black accents and i want all of the appliances and like countertop like i want black inside yeah, see, we're opposite. Yeah, yeah. I like it's because you have a very soft exterior, but a really tough interior. Meanwhile, my exterior is very tough, and on the inside, like I'm a, like a, I'm a cinnamon yeah, roll. Exactly. We're yeah, <laughs> like, we're like you, you are. Yang. <laughs> you're literally looks like a cinnamon roll could kill you. I'm looks like could kill you is a cinnamon exactly. roll. Exactly. <laughs> That's the perfect way to describe us. I love it. it basically, you basically you are. Internally, Malibu Barbie. Internally, uh, no, inter- externally, you are Malibu Barbie. Internally, you're Gothic Barbie, and it's vice versa for exactly. me. I'm externally Gothic Barbie and internally Malibu Barbie. It's fine. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like those two houses you see at the beach that meme where it's like an all black beach house, and then the one <laughs> next to it is pink and purple and bright colored. That's us. <laughs> but we're neighbors and we're besties. Like, it's fine. Exactly. We get along. Like, we, we our children have play dates. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. And they're all <laughs> jacked up and messed up. It's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, before we get into this episode, which kind of has to deal with, like, moving into houses and things like that, taking the next big step, uh, let's do a couple housekeeping things really quickly. First things first, like Jordan, like our man Jordan from Bumble, y'all better get on there. Get on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a little comment. If you saw me on Instagram, if you saw me on Bumble, Hinge, any of the dating apps, let us know in the review. <laughs> you seen us on TikTok, which a lot of people who have met us from TikTok have commented on the reviews. So let us know. We love that. Or you could alternatively also follow us on our Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod and sign our DMs. Let us know where you found us. We would love to know. Also follow us on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And that about does it for all of our housekeeping things. I think if you're on Spotify, make sure you guys subscribe and also join our secret Facebook group on Facebook, the Gal Scouts. It's where it's at. And without further ado, we're going to get into the day's episode. Hannah, this is one that you took the lead on a little bit. You kind of told us a little bit about how to get into commitment and get into the next phase of your life, which I feel like a lot of people right now. Or onto the next new season, you know, new castmates, you know, new new storylines. So let's get into it. Okay, so for today's episode, we are chatting about taking the next step, something I have never done. So Hannah's about to give me a whole ass lesson today. (laughs) Welcome to my TED Talk. (laughs) I have never gotten this point before. It's okay. Um, It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's It's fine. It's It's fine. Um, What's it like? Oh man, it's a it's a roller coaster of an experience. What's it like to have security, Security confidence in your relationship? Confidence is fabulous. (laughs) I feel okay. So. 
long story short, I think everyone is so invested in this like fast paced lifestyle. Oh, 100%. Like hookup culture is on the rise. Like people just being content, just like seeing and dating is on the mm-hmm. rise. Everyone's thinking about that. Like what's next question? They're like, what are we? And I think before you can take the next big steps, you have to like establish and define said relationship. Well, like for you, like the next big step was like moving in and stuff like that, getting married, all that kind of yes. stuff. Me, I'm just like, my next big step is someone just call me their girlfriend. Yes. Well, and I think that's, that's valid. Like that, that is a big step. Yeah. Like kind of trying to determine like where you are. Like, I think a lot of people, like we've said it before on other episodes are like super scared of like sounding clingy and sounding mm-hmm. needy and mm-hmm. like wanting to know like what's going on. And, and I think the bottom line is that everyone moves at their own pace and some people are really slow and some people are like lightning. Like, yeah, they, we, like, I mean, we talked about this yeah. with our episode with Dr. Exactly. Darren recently, exactly. which like, we will leave all like related episodes like linked in the yeah, show. Cause I feel like a guys. lot of them are all intertwined. Yeah. Um, but I think before you spend like so much energy worrying about like whether or not you're going to push this person away or like make them think that you're too clingy or too needy, like you need to determine like whether or not you are ready to take whatever your next big step is, whether Mm -hmm. that is defining the relationship, moving in together, like taking a long trip over a weekend, meeting family, family, like all those things. Like you have to literally Mm -hmm. evaluate yourself and determine like what you personally are ready for. Yeah. Because that is, that is the first step is just like, what do you want? and awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to kind of like reflect. Um, for me, how I got to where I am today, um, our fir- the first thing that I wanted and needed was a- us to define the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I knew where it was headed. It was very much a mutual thing. And for that, I'm very grateful because I know that a lot of times being in a situation, being in a um, being with someone who's complacent in not having a title is not something I've ever experienced. I've always mm-hmm. been, in- I'm a relationship gal. Um to say it lightly. I don't do those kind of things. Um, and luckily I have never been with someone who has wanted that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I would have dealt with the situation because if I was really into the person, I probably would have done what everyone else does and wait it out and see. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was a big step going ahead and defining the relationship with my boyfriend. Um, another big step for me was meeting family. Um, and for me, that has always been very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'll talk about my experience first and then give you guys some like things to consider before you do all of these next big steps. But I think for me, meeting the family is very stressful because I feel like it is always rushed. Every relationship I've been in, it has been something that the guy has wanted to do very, very early on. Mm-hmm. And that's not like me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that, um, is necessarily always the best. I think it's nice to kind of establish a relationship with said person before you involve family. I mean, yeah, like my, my parents friends, have never met. I think met. friends are a little bit of a different level yeah. because there's not... Well, anytime you meet a guy that I'm dating, um, it takes a turn for the worse. Yeah, so, so I need I'm to just stop not allowed to, to, to date you. to date people. Um, but how I got from being in a relationship to living with my boyfriend... Those are the steps. We defined the relationship. We met the family. We already knew each other's family, so it was kind of a weird 
re-meeting situation. But, like, you basically started out, like, on a blank slate. He wanted to start on a blank slate. Yes, we basically said, our past didn't happen. We didn't date. Pretend that we didn't date. We're going to pretend, like, we are just High school didn't happen. We're literally starting fresh because we're both two completely different humans. It was 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, like, he he wanted to re-meet me and, like, all that. Yeah. Exactly. We took a lot of trips together, a lot of, like, long weekend trips, um, and that happened kind of quickly after we defined our relationship. And it was a bit awkward because I was living with my parents and this was the first time I had like really done that. But I am, I was 26, 27. Um, but I really think that that was a very important step for me before moving in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have been, we had been talking about moving in together for almost a year before mm-hmm. we even even like went and toured apartments and we have been date at that time at the time when we moved in we had been dating more than two years mm-hmm. um I think for me I needed to make sure I was ready to make that commitment and personally I wouldn't move in with someone that I wasn't like very much wanting to like spend the rest of my life with because when you move in with somebody that you're dating, it completely can change the dynamic of the relationship and put strains on your relationship in areas that you didn't really know were even possible. Which I think is really interesting because a lot of couples over the the pandemic moved in together because they either started dating before it all happened and like we didn't know much at the beginning. So like they were like, I guess we should move quarantine together. Sure. Like we don't want to be alone. And (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely can. So many people probably got divorces. I'm, I'm sure there's so many divorces that are happening because a lot of separation. people were like stuck together so yeah. much and they had never been like that before. Right. Um, I think if I had just like moved in with him without going on trips with him, I think it would have been weird because I think when you go like on a trip with somebody, you kind of get a sense of like what oh, they're a like. Perfect, you're like, there. You're, like it's like three days. Yeah. You see them. In all kinds of situations, stress, travel, travels, travel is stressful. Trust me. I have said I am not going to live with anybody until I have seen them and their airport routine. I, yes, because I like want to get to the airport like two hours early. You know me in the airport. I am. You're like, let's get it together. We're not wasting time. We are ready to go. Check in, check bags, go through security, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I'm trying to get a chapter in my book before I board the plane. I'm trying exactly. to go to Auntie Anne's and get a pretzel yes, before I we board. Yes, I need to be able to sit in front of where we're boarding for, like, a solid 30 minutes. I need to be able to pee. I need to get a snack. Like, I need to I see want everybody coffee. arrive to board I need to be able plane. to plug in my phone to charge. Like, yeah, that's – you know what? Go on a trip with a plane. There you go. There you have it. Um, but, yeah, so, so that's kind of, like, where I was um, – a lot of people always ask me, like, was I nervous or, like, what, like, what, did I have doubts? And I feel like a part of me was nervous that we would, like, fight about, mm-hmm. like, little things um, or, like, we would find things about each other that we, like, couldn't stand. But I think really, like, our communication has been the most important thing that has saved us from fighting because when something happens or I mean we we disagree on a lot of things mm-hmm. and but we immediately talk through it which doesn't lead to a fight because mm-hmm. we can just kind of be like hey like I didn't like how you did this or hey can you do this instead um I respond better to this it's very much like if you cannot communicate with a person or if you are nervous to like bring up a doubt or like a fear or like something to this person yeah. I would not move in with them yeah. because you're not there yet as far as like level of comfort um 
because people always are like, did you, did you ever have doubts? And I personally didn't have doubts, but I think it was because I just like waited until I was ready. I didn't like force it. Um, and like, I feel like a lot of people are also like, okay, well, like I want to move in, but like, what, what if, what if I'm having doubts? Yeah. I think the bottom line is just communicate that with like with your person. And like I said earlier, like if you can't, if you don't feel like you can communicate a doubt with them, don't move in with them. Yeah. Like you need to get to that point first. There's like one thing that I want to add quickly. Uh, Not that, and I don't think this just applies just to moving in, but for me, like there are large things that I would prefer now that I've gotten to know myself and myself in certain types of relationship dynamics that I would like to know about a person before I take, like, before I say, like, I love you, before, like, I am devoutly, like, committed to you, move in, whatever. And that is, I want to see this person when they don't get things, when things don't go their way. Yeah. When they get angry, Mm -hmm. when they are in a pit of depression and, like, really sad, when they lose their motivation, when, um, or, like, something just goes wrong in their life. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see them in those scenarios because those are the moments that tell you a lot about a person when they're stressed out, when they're on the way to the airport. Uh, literally, yes. <laughs> like, I think when they're hot. <laughs> until you... Honestly. Like me. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a demon when I'm hot. <laughs> so, so when things are not going your way. Exhibit A. Yes. Like, no, I, like, I mean, like, temperature-wise hot. No, but, like, yeah, yeah like, oh, yeah, yeah, like the things not, aren't not going, going your way. Because I'm yeah. literally you're hot. Well, like, uh, like... The wait staff at a restaurant's taken yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like those are things that are not mm-hmm. going your way. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone like he gets told no a job or whatever, uh, if he has a pet, how do they care for it? You know, like there's so many there's things. So many things. Because I don't think you really know a person until you've seen them in those different like emotional reactions and see how right. they can handle it. And I think also until you've had a fight with someone, I don't mm-hmm. think you know them either because there are different types of fighting styles that people have. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Some yell, some communicate, some yeah. take a walk for a couple hours and, and don't come back. Like Exactly. Until you get into those moments, I don't think you really know a person. Mm-hmm. And those are things like a litmus test that yeah. I would have to like go through before I would make such a huge step as like mm-hmm. moving in with somebody. Yeah. Because I don't want to find it like, out when, like, we're, move, when right, we're moving in. Like, right. I want to find that too late. Right. Or like even like marrying someone. So I yeah. kind of broke it down into like five Five big things that I would consider before taking said big step with your partner, whatever that is for you. Um, So the first one is to decide if you actually want to be with this person or if you just want to be with someone. I think you should take the time to think in the long term. Like, don't just think about like, oh, like I want someone to wake up to every Sunday morning. Like, you need to think like long term, like, like if you want kids, how are they going to be with kids? Like how do you see them in your future? Do are they in your future? Is it just you and your dog? Like, like what what are you seeing? I when think you the think first question. Long-term? I think the first question when you, moving in together, getting into jumping into a relationship, whatever it may be, are you doing it because you're lonely mm-hmm. or because you actually love this person, enjoy this person, yep. want to be Snaps. with this person? Snaps. Like you don't have to love this person to get in a relationship with them, obviously. No. But, no. like, are you just dating them because you're lonely yeah. and you want, like, a warm body? Right. Like, could you see yourself hanging out with them on a Sunday during the day? Or, like, are you only, like, hanging out? Like, could you only see yourself hanging out with them at night? Yeah. Like, going out on a date? Uh, can you tolerate them sober? Like, are you? <laughs> like, these are serious <laughs> questions. Like, seriously. Like, no, uh, seriously. Yeah. People don't think about this. Like, ask yourself if you're, if you're chasing the idea of a relationship. Can you be in a room quiet yeah, with each yeah. other? Can you just sit in silence? Because tell, let me tell you, that happens a lot. But, like, can you, 
like, are you chasing the idea of being in a relationship or living with someone or having that situation well, think, or is it just the, or is it the person? Like, do you, you actually Blaine, want the person? I think you and Blaine do a great job at like mm-hmm. the fact, I think when people, when they move in together, you don't have to do everything together. Like oh. you guys are in the same room, mm-hmm. like the same apartment, but you're doing completely Literally different doing things. separate things. Yeah. We were have, doing that today, this yeah, morning. You don't have to be doing the same thing constantly mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think when you also move in together, making sure that you leave room for that as well too. Yeah. And like, physically like leave room for like this person to have their own space because like, here's the thing for me this is the thing i've noticed like with living just like with friends or whatever how a person is when they come home from work or from the day is i think just seeing how that person is in their attitude is really important because for me when i come home from work the last and you will testify to this the last thing i like is someone bombarding me with questions or telling me a story immediately as soon as i get home like i'm not even changed my shoes are still on my my feet i need about 15 minutes before you talk to me when i get home i need to take the day off of me before i am this you know myself and i'm no longer like dealing with all these work problems and everything like Mm -hmm. that like i have little people and the first thing like they do, they're like, how was your day? You've asked me all these questions. I'm like, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Just give me 15 minutes give me 15 to decompress. Minutes. Let me go upstairs, you know, breathe, shake off the right. day, change clothes, shower, mm-hmm. wash off my makeup, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I will tell you about my day. Right. And then we can talk. Right. But if you didn't know that about a person... Yeah. Oh my you god. Might, I, you I might take so it so personally, yeah. but you might take it personally, like, oh, they just don't want to talk to me. Like, I'm not the first person that they want to talk to. And like, no, they literally just need a minute. Like, you just need a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really important. I think the second thing that I think is really important is to figure out like where you are in your life and determine what you want. So, kind of what I said earlier about like. Is your career your priority? Are you planning to move? Could you really picture yourself sharing a living space with this person? Are you ready for compromise? Are you content with your life as is? Like these are all things to consider before jumping into something. Because let me be honest. I swear to God, the reason my grandparents stayed married for so long is because they had separate bedrooms. (laughs) Like, is that like a grandparent thing? Because my okay, grandparents have so separate. My, not only one set of my grandparents do because they both snore. So <laughs> that was the thing. Yes. My my papa snored like so a bad. damn train, and my nana's a light sleeper, and she's like, she's like uh, no, uh. she's like no, I cannot. Mm-mm. She had. A, I remember growing up, she had a whole ass waterbed oh. and like a canopy in her bedroom. Like she had a paradise. She, my papa had like. He was just sleeping. Okay. He had like a he mattress for He was just firm. sleeping. <laughs> he was just knocked out. She's like, mm, no, I, no she's like, I, I am in heaven. She's like, I have back problems. I need my own type of mattress. And then like he needed something firmer. She needed something softer, stuff like that. Trust me, I am patiently waiting for the day that my parents probably have se- separate bedrooms because I know it's going to happen because my dad goes to bed at like 9 p.m. And he literally goes to bed at 9 p.m. because... He has to be asleep before my mom goes to bed because my mom snores so fucking badly. Like, it, yeah, I think I know. she's dying when New she York. sleeps. I remember. Like, <laughs> she has sleep apnea. It's for sure. <laughs> Yikes. Don't tell me anymore. She goes. <laughs> I don't she know goes anything to bed. Else. She goes to bed at, like, one t- midnight, 1 a.m. because she's up working still. And she sometimes, like wakes up my dad she has to sleep with the tv on too my dad can sleep like in any fucking environment possible like me me but these are all things that you like literally like have to consider like what if my partner snores oh my god like i would you know what i mean like it's just things like what if they don't like sleeping with the fan on i know i know these are questions like the thermostat is a 
could have been a deal breaker for me. That's why it's one of my most important questions on my dating profile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, what temperature yeah. do you like to keep there the thermostat? There are definitely a lot of questions that you need to know before you make steps. Yeah, like I have spent the night with guys before that I've dated and the musician, I'm somebody, I do not like sleeping in the pitch black darkness. I know you do. Mm -hmm. I have all the darkness. I struggle with sleep paralysis. So yeah. I wake up sometimes something. from nightmares and... You know, there's many different things your brain can imagine that's in that darkness, and it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely terrifying. I also, like, if I hear, a, like, a bang in the middle of the night and I wake up, like, I don't want to be, like, searching for a light to see, like, if there's an intruder in my house. I would just like to know, like, wake up and see somebody there. You know, <laughs> wake up and be able to see the light. <laughs> yes. So I sleep with my Himalayan salt lamp on. Like, okay, that's so my night I, light. I could do something like that, but I still prefer the darkness. Yeah, no. And he also slept with no fans on, like, complete silence. And I'm like, I can hear every little thing and it's an every thought. Like, I need the fan on. I need the exhaust fan on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. I use the Headspace app and, like, listen to different soundscapes. Mm -hmm. Like, I yep. do not like it quiet and I do not like it dark when I sleep. And I'm never... Well, now I, I, I fall asleep. Pitch, now I, I fall asleep with the Netflix on, so I've learned how to do that. So <laughs> I slept in the pitch black darkness because somebody else was there in the bed with me, mm -hmm. but I still would not like it. Like like full time, long term. Yeah, he did compromise by turning like he had his bathroom attached to his bedroom, so he turned like the the fan on in the bathroom, so I had like some noise mm -hmm. and everything. He did compromise on that, which I was okay. very appreciative well, that's, of. Yeah, uh, like I said. In the question, are you ready to compromise? Oh, yeah. There's so much compromise. Because there's in so much compromise do. in a relationship. In I mean, you're doing that right now, like, with decorating in your apartment. <laughs> I have to... I mean, it's not... Like I said, it's not just my house. Like, I have to run things by him, too, because it is also his home. Like, so you have to make sure that he still likes, like, the decor and everything. Exactly. Like, or that, like, it's okay with him if so-and-so happens or, you know, whatever. So, yes, you have to... If you are just content with your life, you are living your life, you don't want to share your space, you want to do whatever you want, don't, I mean, like, I, don't do it. Ashley Hasseltine on Girls Gotta Eat says she's like, I want to like have separate houses from oh, whoever yeah. I marry. Yeah. She's yeah. like, she's like, in the same we neighborhood. can live in the same neighborhood, but we are not sharing abodes. And I'm like, fair. Like, Honestly. Fair. Like, you get to have like the best looking decor in your house then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you go, oh my God, you have sleepovers in each other's <laughs> Sleepover time. But like, if you have Sarah bedrooms, you can also have sleepovers like in each other's exactly. bedrooms. Exactly. There you go. It's exactly. Perfect. Um, the third thing is to be honest with yourself about the role that this person plays in your life. So are you constantly thinking about this person? Are you planning a future together? Or are they kind of like out of sight, out of mind, like only in your brain when you're lonely? Um, I think you kind of need to determine what side of the spectrum they're on. Um, so what do you mean by this? Can you break this down? So like, okay, I guess this is more for like defining relationship, deciding if you're like ready to move in. Like, are you, do you want a future with them? Do you see a future with them? Are, are they, they somebody that, or are they just someone that like you go and you hang out with and then the minute that you guys are separate, you forget about them or you only think about them when you're lonely or like you only want them there because you don't want to be single. I think like what kind, like who are they in your life? So this is something that I've always struggled with because mm -hmm. I have ADHD. And a fun fact for people who have ADHD is that you hyperfixate a uh, lot. Mm -hmm. Especially and some on people. And you can definitely hyperfixate on a person. You also struggle with the out of sight, out of mind thing where if I'm not constantly talking to you, I forget that you're in my life. Exactly. I have so many friends. I they are I love them to death. I don't talk to them every day. But they're so not like I at the forefront of your mind. Yes. They're not like the five people that you call on speed dial. Yes. I feel like this person that you're going to 
take this big step with needs to be one of those yes. speed dial people. Yes. But I also like worry sometimes. I'm like, do I actually like this person or am I just hyper fixating on them? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I think about them every day. Is this just a hyper fixation or do I actually mm-hmm. have real feelings for them? And I've... Do you ever have like a gut feeling where you can like kind of like, I've, I don't like, I'm like genuinely asking like, can you differentiate? Have you ever been able to differentiate? I guess the times when I think okay, why, what's my motivation for contacting this person right now? Mm, Is mm-hmm. it just because I have had an unpleasant feeling and I know that they can fix this feeling and mm-hmm. not make me feel bad and comfort me? So that Probably, would be more of your, like, hyperfixation. Yes. Okay. If I genuinely liked them, then I would hit them up any for time. any reason, when yeah. you're happy, when you're sad, when you're excited, when you're nervous, when you're scared. Yeah, like literally. they're probably the first person that I want to tell Something if I actually like too. them. Yeah, and I think about them like, oh my god, like this person really like that. Like mm-hmm. if any moment that I'm like, oh, I wish I could tell this person this thing, like that somebody that probably I was going to say really that like. is something for me that like I knew when mm-hmm. I like when something would happen, exciting or bad, and like Blaine was the first person I wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that that kind of shows like. Like you, like I said, kind of they're like on your speed dial. They're like one of the mm-hmm. five people that you really want to talk to all the time. The real test is, you just told me what you had for breakfast, and I actually care care what you had for breakfast. AKA me, because <laughs> I always say Hannah's the only person who can text me what she had for breakfast, and I would be like, oh yum, or like oh cool, or send me a recipe too. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like or go you just randomly or, text me throughout the like randomly or like, throughout the day. Same, I, I just had X, Y, and Z. Like we randomly text each other things throughout the day, and yeah. like I wouldn't really ever text somebody else that unless I was talking to them, right? Because like I do worry sometimes that like I am hyper fixating somebody because we're just talking every single day, and I'm like, okay, do I actually like them or like am I just like talking to them every single day? Mm-hmm. So like I'm not giving my brain anything else to fixate on and think about. So therefore, that's also why sometimes I will try to date multiple people so mm-hmm. I'm not hyper fixated on somebody so I can actually tell if I'm developing real feelings for right, this person. Right, um, Or not. It's also why I delay certain things like mm-hmm. sleeping over and things like that yeah. so I can decide that if these feelings are real or if it's just, oh, this is the only type of intimacy I'm getting with this person. So... I naturally think that they really like me when they fat they just want a warm body kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's definitely a struggle and it's so easy I think when you have when you're neurodivergent and you have ADHD like to put someone on a pedestal uh because you fall in love with the idea of somebody instead of who they actually are, but I think the more you get to like the more you notice like what's triggering these certain reactions, it's easier for you to tell whether or not these are genuine feelings and you genuinely care about this person. Yeah. Yeah, that goes into my next thing, which is to take off the rose-colored glasses. And I think you were kind of hitting on this earlier with all of the things that you want to know about a person Mm -hmm. before you kind of, like, deep dive into a relationship or deep dive into, like, moving in or meeting the family or doing all of the the next big step things is, like, really deep diving into who they are as a person, consider, like, their preferences on things, their strengths, their weaknesses, Mm -hmm. and... If you can't come up with those things, then I think you need to take a step back and like continue to learn more about this person yeah. before taking that big next step because you may not know them like you think you do. I mean, like like we've talked yeah. about making up a version of them in their head. Well, like with the doctor, I mean, we had never seen each other angry mm-hmm. or he had never seen me upset really and he didn't like that and mm-hmm. That was something that, you know, you had to learn the hard way. (laughs) You do. You do. And sometimes it sucks, but it is really important to, like, take off those glasses and, like, see – try to see the person in all kinds of scenarios. Because I thought the way that we fought was 
healthy at first, but I realized it wasn't because I'm the kind of person where I am very, I am very reactive and I am the kind of person where I want to have the discussion right then, right now. And I do sometimes, will t- I will take moments sometimes, depending on what it is about, to think about my feelings and then have a discussion about it. But sometimes there I'm like, no, like, no, like, this is a serious issue. Like, we need to talk about this, like, right now. And he was the kind of person where, like, I mean, I was raised in a family where, like, I, you know, I have a bad temper, so I raise my voice. Like, (laughs) you've seen me fight with my father. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where, as with him, he stayed very calm and very monotone and very quiet when we fought. And that got on my nerves so much because I felt like, to me, it felt like you didn't care enough. Like, if you got, if you yelled, that meant, like, you cared or something like that. And it was always a competition with my father. So, like, I always felt like I was overreacting sometimes mm-hmm. because I was getting louder, but he was staying quiet. I'm like, you just, you, it made me more mad because I'm like, oh, you don't care about this. Like, you're just, like, whatever happens. And we just didn't have similar, like, reaction styles. Whereas other guys I've dated have very similar reaction styles and... Loki, I've seen, I haven't. They've never gotten mad at me. They're like mad at a situation, or but they got mad at a situation. Else. It was super attractive. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're, you're very confrontational. Yeah, and I'm, not, so, I'm not afraid. Like, I'm not afraid of confrontation. Right. So, but if you, I would never, say I'm confrontational. But I was, I would say, oh, I'm, well, yeah, yeah, I'm not afraid not of confrontation. A, yeah, that's a better way to say it. you're not afraid of confrontation. But if you don't ever show that side of you around this person, then they're not going to know. So I just feel like. You need to, like, really know someone. That's why, I mean, I waited a really long time before I even considered moving in because mm-hmm. I was like, that's a big step. That's a big step for me. Um, but even with, like, getting into a relationship with someone, I still feel like it, like, that puts a whole other, like, that makes it more serious. And you and Blaine fought before you moved in with each other. I mean, trust me, I saw y'all on New Year's Eve <laughs> when you, like, stormed off from him <laughs> and everything. That's Hannah. She will just, she will be like, okay, bye. And it just storms <laughs> off. And I'm like... God, I'm so dramatic. <laughs> I am dramatic. I have to make it about me for like a hot second. It's you fine. had to have that iconic like, like exit moment. moment. Yes, like, absolutely. Get in the Uber and leave. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, dang it. This isn't like. He literally what, immediately what? came up to me in the bar and was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I just wanted to ride in the Uber with you and, and your like, friend. I didn't see what the big deal was. I, was but like, I understand that you really cared about that. I was that. like, I haven't seen you. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, whatever. But yeah, so. <laughs> he's so, such an earth sign. He's like, just so like calm. So calm. But like really making sure you know them because you may not know them like you think you do. And I think the last thing that I would throw out there for things to consider before you make an, uh, a new step um, is, and this is really hard for me to do, is to um, literally, okay, hold on. Literally, Emily got me a fanny pack that says emotional baggage. Uh, I think it's really important to like consider and assess your own emotional baggage, asking yourself all of the hard questions. Are you over your ex? Are you mentally in a place where you can give space to another person? Are you both on the same page? And then asking questions about their emotional baggage. Are they over their ex? Because I feel like a lot of times people quickly get into relationships, um, quickly move in with people, quickly do relationship things when they literally were just seeing another person, which is totally fine because I know everyone moves on um, in their own manner and does things in their own way. But I just think it's really important to assess where you are personally and where your partner is. Because if they aren't, sometimes that can lead to trust issues, communication issues. Um, It can lead to them not being 100% there. It can lead to a rebound. 
Um, so it's just really important to to go there, even though it is not fun. It's important. Here's the thing: they are a stranger to you. Literally, <laughs> moving in with you. Literally, I've only lived with one stranger in my life, and she's one of my best friends. And that's, I just knew that we were meant to be friends because I saw her profile on the studio house. You know, when you think about it, like, you literally live with a stranger in college. Yeah. That Summer, be, my college That roommate. could be the roommate, like, the movie. Oh, yeah, that came out before I went to college. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like... Like you literally, literally summer my roommate that I had in college like we barely we had one conversation I did go to her house once before we moved in but I remember I was on the student housing website looking for a roommate because I needed to buy an apartment and I needed a roommate and I just liked her profile picture I was like oh she seems cool <laughs> and like you can match like summer li- living lifestyles and everything like that but uh, yeah like she was basically a complete stranger before we moved in with each other but like that's the thing it's a college roommate not a fucking relationship i'm not mm-hmm. marrying my college roommate exactly <laughs> if you don't like them you don't live with them next year like yes. it's or you leave immediately it's you have to like remember like literally you don't know this person and until you know this person until you feel comfortable and feel like you know this person i i wouldn't do it like they could be a psychopath yeah, or you could be a psychopath. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they could be Joel Goldberg for all you know. You, like, that's what you could be living with. You could be living with a roommate. Let Let Your Meester be a story for you to look back on as the potential of living with somebody way too soon. Because I know so many couples that have done that. Oh, well, because... Way too many. They're in the honeymoon phase. It seems like the right thing to do. You can save money. There's all these, like, superficial reasons as to why, like... Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't even know what I was going to say. Like, I, I uh, get the convenience aspect of it. Trust me. That is one reason why I wanted a boyfriend before I moved to Los Angeles. But if convenience is the only reason, it is not a good enough reason. Yes, but also rent in Los Angeles is expensive. <laughs> but it's not a good enough no, reason. it's not. It's not. But I just, I, I know how much I, like, I think this is the thing I think about. I had to live with myself for the rest of my life. Are you really sure you want to join in on that journey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I already know how exhausting I am. So, it's just a hassle, especially when there's a lease involved and, like, lawyers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's definitely one of those things, like, if you if you're a marriage person, if you don't see them in your life, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, they're... Or at least seeing a potential potential or it going down that path or you're working towards you have the same future goals and you're both in the same mindset about it, then fair. But... Yeah, because it's different, like, when... It's so different when you have, like, your own place and you're just, like this other person you're dating has their own place and you're but you're just conveniently like always spend the night there like you're always living there and everything like that you still have your own apartment that you can go back to if things end badly and that's the thing yeah and get your own like be by yourself like you're not living together having a shared space together. like it's still their space you're just like you basically just live there quote unquote Mm -hmm. because like you're there like five nights out of the week Kind of well, thing. and I also have an interesting dynamic, too. My boyfriend works swing shift, so he is not always there when I'm there. Our mm-hmm. um, schedules don't always overlap, so I do have a sense of time where I am by myself at the apartment, which is nice. And I think has also helped with um, us not fighting a ton, mm-hmm. and we're not always in the same space mm-hmm. all the time because that gets crowded. Mm-hmm. But 
I want us to be there at the same time. So, you know, that's just annoying. But, I mean, like, even when he's there or he's off, like, I still come hang out with you. Or I go to Target. Or I, like, go and do my thing. You still make time for yourself. Like, this morning, like, he was he was at the apartment and I needed to go, like, do an oil change. And I got coffee and I got us breakfast. But I was, like, gone for, like, two hours. Like an hour and a half, two hours, and we are totally fine with being apart. Like, there's, it's not like um, we have to be together all the time. Like a road trip together, great test. Yeah. Another great test. Oh, yeah. Road trip. Yeah. I think anything where you're with the person for an extended period of time in a confined space, you're going to see all of the things, and it's just going to make your decision a little bit easier the more that you do it. Yeah. I think when you bring up, like, are you mentally in a place where you can give space to another person? I think that's super interesting mm-hmm. because you can think, I think that you can think like, oh, I'm in a relationship. Like I love them. And like you constantly like want to be with them and everything like that. But until like you're put in that scenario, like you said, like when you are with them, like, are you holding space for them? Because you can do like your own thing and everything like that. Like I want to reiterate everything we just said, like you can do your own thing, but you also have to make sure that you're still making time for this other person who is literally like now living with you. Right. And like this person is going to come to you with like their problems and Mm -hmm. like need a place to vent and like want someone to like share things with. And if you are like mentally already like not able to handle your own issues and things that are going on in your life like you just might not be in a space where like you can also take on someone else's and sometimes that just happens naturally in mm-hmm. relationships where one partner is you know having a hard time and the other partner has to step it up a little mm-hmm. and vice versa but like when you're first starting out like making sure that you can can give that time to somebody because it is important and it is what's going to like help foster a relationship and help it move forward and and I think that a lot of times people think that moving in together is just all, like, really fun. And, mm-hmm. like, oh, you, like, get to cook together and we you get, get to, to, like, decorate, we get decorate to go to Ikea. and, like, hang out on the patio and, like, go on walks. But, like, there's, there's like, real life things that happen, Bills. too. Bills. Like, making sure you can pay, like, sharing the laundry, like, the washing machine and the dryer and, like, coordinating that and coordinating, like, when you can run the dishwasher, pets. someone's sleeping, pets. Like, if somebody, I can't, I can never, this is why I say I never will date somebody who has a cat. Mm-hmm. I can never go over to your place. We can never move in together. Yeah. Like, I I, I will die. Mm-hmm. I will die, mm-hmm. actually. So, yep. like, that is something where I'm like, if I find out you have a cat on the first date, I will probably just end it right then and there and be like, I remember the doctor at one point, he was like, I'm thinking about getting a cat. I'm like, you know I'm deathly allergic to cats, right? Like, you're basically saying I don't want a future with you by saying I'm thinking about getting a cat. Like, yeah. I'll never be able to see you then. Yep. Yep. Like, you do realize that. I don't think you realize that. But you're right. saying that you don't like me anymore. Okay, cool. Love that so much cool. for me. Awesome. Glad we're on the same page uh, about that one. Like, you have to be ready to make sacrifices like that. Like, if you right. really you want a cat. And that goes like, I don't want you to. Like, if you already got a cat, I don't want you to choose between me and your cat. Right. Keep the cat. And then after the cat dies, we'll move in together. <laughs> right. But it go back, goes back to, like, are you ready to compromise? Because yeah. Like, you can, never have a, you can never have a cat. You can never have certain dogs if you live with me. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Like, mm-hmm. sorry. Yep. Unless yep. you want to pay for my allergy shots. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of compromise that comes into... I mean, you had to compromise with Blaine's schedule. Mm-hmm. Schedule. Like, what we get at the grocery store. Like, like combining recipes. Like, trying new things. 
helping take care of a dog. Like there's a lot of things you have to compromise Mm on. Um, So I think it's really important to just make sure that you're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Because this is what it comes down to. Are you on the same page? Are you willing? And do you see this person in your future? That is amazing. Do you have a uh, survival tip for us? Yes. So I think rejection and heartbreak can be extremely painful, but moving too quickly into something that you aren't truly ready for can be just as damaging. So just kind of making sure that you are actually ready, like having that hard conversation with yourself. Like being able to take the no from them. Mm-hmm. Bef- if you want to take the next step, be prepared to sit, you know hear a no from them. Right, right. I and if you move into something like if you if you if you're trying to do it too quickly, it can be just as detrimental as like someone rejecting you or someone breaking your heart. Mm-hmm. So cool deal. Thanks for that. Cool. And so that does it for today's episode of the Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at the Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out, gals. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.